welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour on a hump day Wednesday. How you doing? I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592, wealth insurance. It is what we do, the physical delivery of gold and silver. Nobody does it better than us. That's why people, not only do they reorder, they tell their friends as well. I uh, just got a, a, a great referral uh, this morning. Thank you guys so much. It's when you guys order from us, it's what keeps us on the air. 21 years in counting the Patriot Radio News Hour has been going into your homes, your cars, your computers, your laptops. I mean, think about the, your smartphones. We were on the air before a lot of that stuff ever existed. <laughs> I mean, people actually listen to the AM radio. That's how long we've been on. Now they do it on their computers and their smartphones. Wherever you may be tuning in, welcome. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com. We put up the, the articles, the videos, you name it. We keep you in the know and make sure you make it part of your daily routine. Ramon's been doing a just a fantastic job of keeping all of us comfortably disturbed out there. The bunch of news to talk about. We've got Mario Draghi out at Jackson. Oh, yes, all the elite bankers, they're all meeting all together because, you know, they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do now? Right? We, we've been telling everybody this was going to happen and that was going to happen and it's not happening. Now what are we going to do? I'm going to tell you what he had to say. We actually had words from the San Francisco Federal Reserve Chief and for those of us in the West Coast, right, very important, uh, I will tell you that the the unicorns and the rainbows, they're all out, right? The pots of gold, you name it, everything's wonderful. Just ask him, he'll tell you all about it. New home sales. And we've been talking about this, right? Something has to give, and it looked like it finally gave uh, we're going to talk about that, a, a big miss on new home sales, lows uh, as well, kind of saying, hey, we're not Home Depot, and not in a good way, if you know what I mean. And then Kohl's today with some news about what they plan to do uh, with all of their retail locations. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, make sure you're, you're tuning in and get ready, because a lot of the things that we've been talking about are, are starting to materialize. And for those of you that are looking for a home and you don't, you know, you, hey, you can't afford the Toll Brothers home. By the way, they had earnings out yesterday. I didn't get to it. What You know, the average price of a Toll Brother home is like $800,000. Like people can actually afford that. Uh, they actually missed on their numbers. Uh, but but I've got a place here in Arizona, a friend of not only a friend of Patriot and a friend of the program, uh, but this is a small local builder out here down in Arizona City. You can pick up brand new homes. I think you can pick out all the stuff even uh, for under a hundred and fifty thousand uh, bucks. We'll tell you all about that as well as the the Dow is down today, and it was down I guess for the the Trump rally. Right, that started it all. Donald Trump was here in town, and I was hoping yesterday, hey, 
maybe Phoenix can show the rest of the world how to behave. Didn't quite happen. It looked like it was going to. Everything was going going just fine. And then, uh, you know, the quote, I guess the protesters, whatever you want to call them, started throwing bottles at the police and the tear gas and all of that other stuff that made for TV. And you could just see it in the TV people, right? They wanted something big, right? They wanted it to happen. And, and of course, somehow these people are justified in these actions. And, you know, the more I watched it, and I had to shut it off, I couldn't watch it anymore. Because, really, it's just a continuation of what we saw after they lost the election. This is just another manifestation of that. And uh, it was just sad. It really was. Sad for Phoenix, sad for for the state of Arizona, and really sad for America as we become more divided than ever. You know, and I... Brings me back to the the message Ray Dalio. Remember, we talked about he's the you know he runs the largest hedge fund in the world. Talking about hey, listen, yeah, we're, we're we've gone to the other side here, and and doubts that we can come back together, and it really yesterday kind of showed that again, didn't it? And and it's always a few people, and I get I don't know it like you know I don't have the proof behind it, but I am sure. The people that launched the bottles at the cops were paid to be there. You know what I'm saying? That was their job, right? Make sure you make something happen. And uh, just sad to see, uh, especially here in Arizona, we're better than that. And I thought we were really, really well-behaved. And, and, you know, hey, go out and protest. Nothing wrong with that. You want to go out and hold up your signs and do all that stuff? Uh, More power to you. That's what this country is about. But when you start resorting to violence and, and putting people's lives in danger, there's no room for that. And and somehow uh, the the mainstream media seems to have forgotten all of that. And really, the more and more I think about it, it's just more of the same, right? They they don't like uh, the guy that won, and they're going to do everything in their power to, uh, I don't know, make everybody else's life miserable. But again, hey, it gives them something to put on the air, and we get to get more of Trump this and Trump that instead of what's really going on. But that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it, because I know you can get that political crap somewhere else. We're going to dive into all of the economic news, what happened with new home sales, what does it mean uh, for the rest of the markets, and then what Lowe said, what Cole said, and of course we've been talking a lot about the retail and the restaurant business. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. The report said new home sales plunged 9.4% for the month of July to an annual rate of 571,000 new homes. Uh, that is the lowest number since, sometime, I think, uh, October of, of last year, uh, 571,000. They were actually looking for a small increase. Uh, but I've been telling you, listen, it's simple. It's not about, there's no shortage. By the way, the supply of new homes, uh, 5.8 months, and they said six months is balanced. Well, we're right there. We got a pretty much balanced market. It all has to do with people not being able to afford one. Uh, the unexpected decline in sales due to weakness 
in the Northeast and the West, where sales plunged 23.8% in the Northeast. The Northeast, not a real big market. The Northeast and the Midwest uh, aren't, aren't really that big. It's the West and the South that does all the business. In the West, down 21.3%. Uh, new home sales also fell in the South by 4.1%. said the median price of a new home sold in July, $313,700. That was up from the $311,600 in June and up from the 295,000 a year ago. So this is, you know, this is now the new economy, right? The new economy, prices are gonna go up even though sales are going down Right, the supply demand, right, supply of new homes rising, sales falling, but prices are going up. You know, it's so funny is a, a buddy of mine, Todd, a real good friend of the program. Uh, he actually works for one of these small builders, uh, Morgan Taylor, and they buy and they do custom houses all over the place. They buy lots in in North Scottsdale and Cape Creek and. And they, they build, you know, a Toll Brother Homes, like 800000 They'll build just something just like it for, like, 600 you know, that type of thing. And, and like, a month ago, I was telling them, I'm like, who's going to build a house that somebody can actually afford? And, and, he, and he came out and said, you know what, we're working on it right now. And he just, he just uh, called me this morning. Uh, Morgan Taylor, they have houses for brand new. Never been lived in, ground up builds in Arizona City for under one hundred fifty thousand. Here's the catch: got to live in Arizona City, right? But that's how it works now, right? You gotta you gotta move uh, thirty, forty-five, fifty minutes out of town. But if you want to know more, uh, if you're looking to buy a new home, you like you'd like to actually live the American dream, but you just can't afford the three hundred and what was what did they say? I forget the number now. Three hundred and fourteen thousand dollars or. The average toll brother home, you can't afford the 800000 price tag. Call call Morgan Taylor, 480-626-1555. And if you need that number, uh, give us a call here at Patriot, and, and we'll help you out. But new home sales were down, and, and it went hand-in-hand with Lowe's. They announced earnings. Remember, the one bright spot of retail. It had to be Lowe's, right? We we were kind of kidding about, hey, Amazon just hasn't figured out how to deliver lumber yet. And, and then I started hearing, like all last week, I started hearing Amazon's going to start going after Home Depot. I didn't mean to cause that to happen. But Lowe's second quarter profit, well, it didn't do so good. They said the performance was weak by most measures. And I love how they put the article, despite a vibrant housing market. Yeah, it's not that vibrant. It's okay. Right? If we if we forget about the bust years and we forget about the boom years and we just say, hey, uh, uh, from an average perspective, it's still below average, but it's it's, you know, it's okay. And they said that the profit outlook for the year was well below Wall Street expectations. Shares were down uh, more than 5%. They said that same-source sales 
they were still up about 4% for the year, but that was about the only bright spot. Apparently, uh, the rest of it did not look so good for Lowe's. It had uh, Wall Street under pressure. Matter of fact, Lowe's, Home Depot, and Boeing uh, leading the stock market lower. And then one of the things as we looked at besides housing now looking like it maybe it is it starting to show its age we we know retail has been in trouble now lows kind of lows went from hey we were on the good side of it they've fallen to the bad side of it uh Coles this morning i guess well i guess yesterday yesterday afternoon said that they are going to overhaul almost half of its stores and they're going to reduce floor space. This is the solution that Kohl's is going to come up with. You know what? We built all these stores. (laughs) And you know what? We built them too big. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy less stuff and put, you know, that way we can shrink the footprint of the store so we, uh, hopefully, I guess they're, they're trying to avoid closing stores or maybe they're just trying to uh, provide better cash flow, but apparently that is what they're going to do. They're going to reduce store place for its products, and they're going to bolster its digital offering. So what that's code for is we need some money. So we're going to shrink the square footage of the stores, right? You can't, I mean, they built them already. So it's not like they can, oh, we'll just move into a smaller building, right? They can't do the, the downsize, right? If you're, you know, if you're one of those people that, that are maybe looking at buying one of these houses in Arizona City, right? Maybe your kids have gone, right? They, they finally left the house. They turned 40 and you finally kicked them out and you want to downsize. Then you can move into a smaller house. Lowe's or, uh, Coles can't do that. So what they're going to do is, hey, we're going to shrink the the size of the store, and I, I don't know what they'll do, just leave it empty, or I, I don't know. Uh, but really what they're going to do is, hey, we're going to spend less on inventory, take the money they save there, and look like they're going to spend it on online stuff. Unlike its competitors, Macy's, Penny's, and, and the rest, Kohl's has avoided major rounds of closings. Right? They've only closed a few stores here or there. Despite struggles for rev- uh, the, the, the struggle for revenues at department stores, shifting products into the back room space can, do, can boost profits because it's cheaper to maintain. This is, the, this is it. This is what they said. Hey, listen, here's what's going to happen. Since we have less stuff on the floor... That means there's less stuff for the customers to mess up. That means there's less things, less time we've got to spend folding stuff. <laughs> and that's what they're going to say. Well, you know what? Hey, people will believe anything, won't they? Uh, and then probably what I thought was the news of the day had to do with the Federal Reserve Governor of San Francisco. Remember, now, this is where Janet Yellen came from. Right and, and and just like her, right? Everything's wonderful. Uh, loves the academic models and all of those things. It says the gradual, if not spectacular. I don't think anybody's calling this recovery spectacular. The gradual, if not spectacular, recovery in recent years has pushed economic stories and reports out of the limelight 
This is how the article goes. This was actually in yesterday's Arizona Republic. Across the United States, and especially out west, there has been a full recovery from the housing crash and the recession. And you know what? He's right. Right? Think about it. Think about what all of these home prices have done, right? Think about it in Colorado, in, in, in California, in Arizona. I mean, we, we had some of the, the poster childs for the crash, and now they're pretending they fixed it all, right? Home prices are way back up, and, of course, now we kind of know though, what happened, right? Yeah, the hedge fund guys bought them all. But shh, let's not talk about that. And And according to John Williams, the Federal Reserve's top official in the West, he doesn't see any signs of recession. He's looked everywhere. I mean, he looked up, he looked down. You know what? He, he, he looked at his MIT mafia reports, and, and he looked at a bunch of his economic models. He probably created some of these economic models, and I'm sure he went down to the cafeteria at the San Francisco Federal Reserve and bought his discounted meal and thought, hey, man, this is great. I don't see any problems. They're not even flashing yellow right now. Not only does he not see any problems, hey, I don't even see any reason for caution. Things are great. We got people over there working for Google and, and Amazon, and they live in their cars because who can afford a house in the Bay Area? It's great. And Denver, look at Denver. You can live out in the front range and buy your $600,000 home, or you go to go to North Scottsdale and get your million-dollar toll brother home. It's wonderful. Williams, the president and CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, said a telltale warning sign such as an inverted yield curve where short-term rates are abnormally higher than long-term rates, they're not apparent now. So everything must be fixed. The yield curve must be the solution to our economic nirvana. Right? As long as, long as short-term rates aren't higher than long-term rates, everything must be wonderful. And since the Federal Reserve and the central bankers are the largest holders of these bonds, hey, we have the ability to make sure it stays that way. And he said that all, also, he, he gave other reasons besides that one. The rate of job creation remains solid, right? Right, we just set a record, according to Joel. There's six million job openings. I mean, it's okay that five billion of them are for delivery driver and waitress and bartender, right? That doesn't matter. The type of job doesn't matter. Inflation remains low. Right, another one, well, I guess it remains low because they don't need to buy regular health insurance like the rest of us and make co-pays and 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 they the rising home prices and the rising rent say big deal that doesn't really count right nobody cares because that's not how we all we care about as long as wage growth doesn't happen we love it that further they say that further point to a steady 
if unspectacular growth. Right? So, hey, as far as I can tell, everything's going to be just fine. And then he quoted the misery index. And I was like, oh, okay, the misery index. I wonder what he feels about how miserable a lot of people are out there. Pay no attention to the to what happened in Phoenix last night because people are really happy. He says the, min, the misery index, together with the unemployment rate and the inflation rate, show low favorable readings around 6% currently. I guess if you add the percentages together, I, I, I don't know how we got to the that number, but that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Economic growth has continued even through various cities and states around the West, including Arizona. Yeah, we're right in there. This year, they raised the minimum wage. See? See? We're taking care of people. Right? Because we know, especially in Arizona, right, all the jobs pay minimum wage, and now we raise the rate, so all of you should be happy because there's no inflation. We're in a strong recovery. Has this guy looked at history ever? This is the worst recovery of all the recoveries the country has ever seen after a recession. But hey, why why tell the truth? Because lying sounds so much better. Patriot Radio News Hour. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Height. The December 1984 Phyllis Schlafly Report, titled ConCon, Playing Russian Roulette with the Constitution, is an iconic treatise on the plan liberals want you to think will help conservatives. We have no guarantees, for good or bad, where a new constitutional convention will lead. But, as Phyllis wrote, it isn't rational to take such a risk with something so important as our Constitution. Phyllis didn't pull any punches when it came to exposing this fraud. She concluded that ConCon supporters were focused more on the promises made about a ConCon than on the very real dangers. They were misled by smooth-talking, well-financed spokesmen. Her cure was to deconstruct the mythical safeguards these spokesmen claimed were in place. No one, not even the greatest legal and constitutional scholars of our time, could assure us that a ConCon wouldn't end in disaster. Phyllis reminded us that events like the International Women's Year Conference of 1977, quote, provide frightening lessons in how the election of delegates to a one-time-only national conference can be manipulated by special interest pressure groups. Clearly, a CONCON would be anything but a convention of states, and it couldn't be trusted to reflect the will of the people. It would simply be a massive struggle between power structures seeking to get their own chunk of the Constitution. The most striking parallel between the CONCON fight today and in 1984 is that they come at the most ridiculous of times. Why risk the Constitution under Reagan when conservatives could do so much good? Likewise, why pull the emergency brake on President Trump when conservatives finally have a chance to get some real work done? CONCON is based on the premise that we must take extreme measures because what conservatives are doing will never succeed. However, President Trump's election is proof that we can succeed. 
we can make a difference. Never let a CONCON supporter tell you that your efforts are meaningless. Now is the time to coalesce behind our president and help him make a difference, just as Phyllis did in 1984. Don't throw away Trump's victory for a game of Russian roulette. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Anyone pushing for a constitutional convention doesn't have a full appreciation for the brilliance and beauty of the original document ratified back in 1788. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find all kinds of reasons why a con-con could be a disaster for the American way of life. Check out phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Gold right now, gold's up three bucks, $1,288. Silver's up three cents, go figure, Uh, $17 in two cents. Yesterday, we ran the best fractional gold special in recent memory. Uh, the It was a court-ordered liquidation. You know, one of those things where, you know, you always hate to see those. We we normally don't do them because you have to, you have to pay for it immediately. Uh, but this was something where when uh, the, the whole, we, we got called on it and said, hey, you really need to look at this. This is right up your guys' alley. Uh, they had two hundred five dollar liberties. We ran them at at thir- or, or at, I'm sorry, at three hundred and fifty dollars a piece. So if you you know if you bought four of them, that'd be fourteen hundred dollars, which actually made them less than a twenty. Which, as I said yesterday, I don't think. And Wendy, Wendy worked here longer than I have. Wendy's been here like eighteen years. We don't remember that ever happening before. Uh, there, we sold most of them. We sold, uh, I think it was, uh, what, 135 of them yesterday. So there's still 65 of them left. And remember, just like yesterday, it's actually a little better buy today because gold's up today. Uh, just like yesterday, if you buy 20 or more, we'll throw in the shipping as well. So uh, the last of the $5 liberties and any time, and, and we know this, any time you can go to the fractionals and buy fractionals less for less than what you can buy a one ounce, that rarely happens. I mean, we see it, you know, sometimes with the t- the half ounce pieces, right? That those will happen, and usually, you know, two or three, maybe even four times a year, you can at least buy the tens for the same price as the twenty, and and a couple of times a year, maybe a little less. It ne- and uh, up until today, it never happens in the quarter rounds. You never get that lucky. Uh, so this is one of those times. It was, it's a unique situation. Uh, and, and here's the other thing: not that this will help you anymore, unless I really need to sell them because I had to pay for them already. So we got sixty-five of the five-dollar liberty. These are the older ones, not to be confused with the modern five-dollar, the one-tenth ounce gold eagles. That's not the coin we're talking about. These are the old ones, the 1866 to 1907, you know, back when that was money. You know, you think about, like, go back to 33 and gold confiscation. This was the stuff that they were turning in. 
You know, Steve Mnuchin yesterday, the first time a Treasury Secretary has visited Fort Knox in 70 years. And, you know, all of that gold got got turned in and melted down. This is what we're talking about, things where uh, the government now considers these coins, anything pre-1933 U.S. minted, the government now considers to be a collectible and the reason why that's important, uh, it's one of the reasons why when people ask us, hey, why do you like the older gold versus the newer gold? Because, you know, we, we're here in the U.S. You want to be buy U.S. minted material, let's be clear. And the answer for that is really, it doesn't have to do with, you know, because it's made in America, that helps and all that stuff, but it really has to do with tax laws. Tax laws are better. Right? You want to be able to buy, sell, and trade and not have to worry about 1099s and all of that stuff. But why do we like the older versus the newer? And, and really it has to do with the one distinction that the government makes. Most people don't realize from 1933 to 1971, it was illegal to own gold in America. You couldn't do it. The only way you could, if you weren't like, uh, obviously dentists could, right, to make gold teeth and fillings. And if you were an artist and you wanted to make a gold statue, you could get some. And, of course, if you were in the jewelry business, you could. The only way for a regular U.S. citizen to own anything was they had to be a collectible. Because that was the only gold you were allowed to keep in 1933 during the Gold Confiscation Act. I had uh, one of our good customers, Glenn, from Maryland. He's a teacher in Maryland. He just sent me, I just got it yesterday, on all of these old, and these were, you know, from the, it looks like from the 60s. Here's one from 1962. And these were all of these old, they were, they were coin world news. And it kept people apprised of how much their collectible coins were worth, because that was the only coins you could actually own. And then in 1971, when Nixon closed the gold window, we didn't mint any gold. So you had to buy Krugerrands or Maple Leafs. And it wasn't until 1985 that Congress passed the law for the United States to start minting gold and silver coins again. So in, starting in 1986, we started minting the American Gold Eagle and the American Silver Eagle. But in that law in 1985, they said all the pre-1933 gold U.S. minted, another key caveat there, is now considered to be a collectible. And you could start owning the five and the 10 and the $20 Liberties and the St. Gaudens and the Indians. And those are the one type of gold you can't put it into your IRA or anything like that. But that's why we like it. Now, does that mean if the government decides that, hey, we're gonna confiscate gold again, that they might not say, hey, we don't care, we're going to take it. They could, right? With a stroke of the pen, the government could do what it wants. But we know throughout history they always leave their, them and their friends a loophole 
just like they did in 33. But this is why we like the older gold pieces. We think it gives you a chance. If and when the governments confiscate gold again, and you kind of think about, hey, all of a sudden Steve Mnuchin is over at Fort Knox, and you're starting to think, why was he there? Right? No one's been there in 70 years. And and you start to think about, hey, I can now buy $5 quarter ounce, legal, lawful, constitutional, 100-plus-year-old gold coins for less than a one-ounce coin. It's a great opportunity. They're $350 a piece. i got 65 of them left, and I've got to get rid of them. 800 951 Maybe here's another reason, possibly, why he was there. This morning, Germany announced that its central bank had completed bringing back $28 billion worth of gold back into Germany. This wasn't supposed to be completed till 2020. Almost 54,000 gold bars were brought back home. We'll talk about that next. Hello, I'm Tom Brown with Mike Alia from Benefit Air. Mike, many listeners have heard me tell the story how Benefit Air came to my aid when I was chief engineer here at the station, you know, all day, every day. But what people do not know is the story about how Benefit Air kept me from moving. It's true, I live in a top four condo built in the 60s, almost no insulation, cinder block walls, and in the heat of the summer... Sometimes we couldn't get the temp below 85 degrees. Mary had had it. Time to move, she said. Well, I called you at Benefit Air. You sent Ken over to take a look. He discovered that we were wasting our cooling capacity by cooling the attic. Ken redesigned the system, moving the air handler from the ceiling to the closet. And wow, what a difference. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad we could help you and Mary, Tom. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your cooling and heating needs, call us at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229, or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. struggling. I feel sad. Totally overwhelmed. Who do I talk to? If someone you know is struggling with depression or anxiety, don't assume someone else will reach out. Let them know you care by starting a conversation. You might just save a life. Hello, I'm Senator Rosemary Reed. Anxiety and depression can be successfully treated, but those suffering often don't ask for help. Encourage them to reach out. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 and I work at a graphic design company. And the teenage me would tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for Big Brother's Big Sisters. My big sister showed me early on that I could do anything. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brother's Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brother's Big Sisters and the Ad Council.
got three lines open. Take advantage. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. U.S. $5 liberties. These are the older ones, 1866 to 1907 at 350 bucks at 800 9510592 This is one of those ones when you say, "Hey Joe, of all the deals you've had, you know, we had, you know, the one time one day we had gold at spot. Remember that? That was a great opportunity. This is just like that. Cuz this is the $5 pieces. This doesn't happen. I mean, you're saving $20 per coin and that's huge in the gold industry, especially when you're talking about something that was 370 all the way down to 350. Uh, these opportunities just don't present themselves very often. And like I said, when they do, they're usually in the $20 piece, right, or maybe the $10 piece. It just doesn't happen uh, down here at the $5 pieces. So make sure you take the time, uh, add to that portfolio. If you buy 20 or more, uh, we're going to throw in the shipping. Two lines now. We've got two lines open. By the way, our customers are great. Shout out to our good friend, uh, great customer. Sharky was actually out working security he was doing a side hustle, and I, I'll tell you right now, you're going to be secure if Sharky's around. He was out there trying to keep uh, everybody safe last night. He had actually called in and 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 kind of voiced the same thing. It got a little crazy out there. Uh, really was unfortunate, uh, but we're trying to do our part here. And uh, shout out to him, Sharky. Thanks for keeping everybody safe out there. So Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary. He goes to Fort Knox, first time in 70 years. Then this morning, the German Central Bank announces, hey, by the way, you know all that gold we've been repatriating? You know, you think about how the Germans, they had gold stored in New York. They had gold stored in France and in, in Paris, and they had it in London. I mean, they had it spread out. They made an announcement, you know what, this going back now, I guess, uh, a couple of years ago, saying, hey, you know what, we're going to bring it back. We don't want, you know, thanks for holding on, you know, think about it, they've been holding on to it for like 65 years, a little longer than that. And all of us, you know, you know what, we're going to bring it back. Uh, they announced yesterday that they have finished the the round that was supposed to be completed in 2020. They said that they got the gold bars from New York and Paris and what they are calling a Hollywood-style transfer. I don't know what makes it Hollywood-style, but the largest operation of its kind was expected to be completed in 2020. So ahead of schedule, way ahead of schedule. I don't know what that means, if anything. Obviously, to me, it means that somebody's in a hurry. Cold War fears that the gold could fall into Soviet hands was just one of the reasons the precious metals was stored overseas. It says that the gold that they had stored in Paris was to be held to be converted into francs in case of an emergency. Now, the Germans know about this type of stuff you know you go back to the to the weimar republic right you got all these central bankers look at the one and say i don't see anything everything's great ah, you know 
Forget about all the other things. I mean, it's fine because, you know what, no one makes any money and there's a lot of crappy jobs out there and it's great. Remember, in Germany, right, we're not talking about, you know, some third world. We're not talking about Venezuela. We're not talking about Zimbabwe. This is Germany. People were having to cart their wearbarrels full of cash around to buy stuff because inflation was so bad. And they would steal the wear. They'd dump the cash out and steal the wearbarrel. True story. I wasn't there, but that's what I'm told. So they know about currency crisis. They said the German Bundesbank has been storing 674 tons of gold bars at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and at the Bank of France and initiated a plan. Okay, so I was a little... They said that they initiated this plan in 2013. The lot of 53,780 gold bars, each bar weighing 27.5 pounds. That's a lot of gold. You know, think about just a case of silver weighs 42 pounds. So 27.5 pounds with an average worth of $519,000 a bar. So I'm just going to do some math here. Five hundred nineteen thousand. Let's just say thirteen hundred bucks. Uh, that's a that's a good delivery bar. That's three hundred ninety nine point something something ounces. So a good delivery bar would be four hundred ounces. Now that kind of makes me skeptical because this was back near, in near world. You know, at the end of World War Two, and if our government officials are to led to, to be believed that the gold in Fort Knox got melted down from the coins that got confiscated in 1933, that we left all of these impurities in it, uh, that you could still make out some of the coins that they weren't melted down perfectly, uh, would they be standard good delivery bar sizes? which apparently, according to this article, they're saying they were. You know, I, I always want to know, did we return the actual gold they brought here? Right? Wasn't that, wasn't that stuff have been older? We probably would have had a bunch of different... I'm just guessing, right? You know, over the years, you know, maybe they had some 100-ounce bars and some kilo... You know what? They're on the metric system over there. Wouldn't they have been in kilo bars and things like that? I'm just saying I don't know. Maybe they got the Fort Knox gold. I don't know. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Final segment here on a hump day Wednesday. $53 libs still remaining. Right now, got all lines open, so make sure you take advantage. Uh, $5 liberties. 1866 to 1907, they're $350, which makes them less than a 20, which, like I said, that's never happened. And then you think about they're the right type, right? They're legal, lawful, constitutional tender. 
Uh, they are considered a collectible, but you don't pay collectible prices. That's why you do business with us. If you've never ordered before, it's not scary. Matter of fact, it's so easy. We, we just don't do it like everybody else. You just call our the 800 number. You don't even need to know a lot about gold or silver because we want you to buy this special because it is truly a special. And you just say, hey, I heard, Joe, I'd like to buy this special. Arlene's here today. By the way, Arlene, of all of us that work here, she's the nicest. I mean, she really is. So you just tell Arlene, I'd like to buy the special. She's just going to ask you one question. How many would you like? And then you tell her, hey, I want one. I want four. You know what? I want the free shipping. Give me 20 of them. And she'll be she'll be great, wonderful. And she's going to get your name and your address because we ship registered, insured U.S. mail. You have to sign for all of our packages. If you're not at home when the postman normally delivers, they leave you a slip in your mailbox. You take that slip down to your post office, and you pick it up there. I mean, it's really simple. It's not complicated. And when you have it, you're like, well, who do I sell it to? Sell it back to us. Yeah, we buy it all back. It's it's easier to sell your gold back to us than it is to get your money from your stockbroker. It is. It's really just that simple. 800 951 0592. By the way, Mario Draghi has been talking out at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and he he cautioned about the the world ten years ago today. Gave himself this, and he's just like all the other senses. He got a big ego. Gave him and his central banker bunny, uh, buddies a pat on the back, saying, "You know what? The ten trillion dollars of central bank bond buying has really helped out." Don't worry about any of the risk, because if that happens, it won't be our fault. But he did acknowledge that they need a an adjustment, and it's never easy requiring unprejudiced, uh, honest assessments of what the new realities are with clear eyes, unencumbered, by the defense of previously held beliefs, right? What's he talking about? Hey, you know these economic models that we keep talking about? Yeah, they're not right, right? Kind of starting, right? We're starting to hear it now. And if these guys, if these economic models are right, aren't right, then what is the real reality? Because you know what it is. Right, if they weren't right and they were understating things, they would have already fixed it by now. Right, they're not right because they're overstating them. We'd all know that. But this is why you put some gold away and then you hope like heck you never have to use it. $5 Liberties, 350 Everybody enjoy the rest of your hump day. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care. We'll be right back.